0: I hope we don't have cold feet on this episode of 90s Tunes Podcast with Lena and Avery.
1: Oh, Avery, you know my feet are almost always cold.
0: (laughs) (laughs) With that being said, we are looking back at the album New Beginning by Tracy Chapman. And one of the songs off it is called Cold Feet, doing a deep cut there.
1: Yeah, I was like, many people might not know that unless they had this album, which yeah. was a popular album at the time, but...
0: Yes, you are right.
1: <laughs> Sorry, glaring at me, my paper's moved. <laughs> Tracy Chapman chose her because she was at the Grammys recently, a couple of weeks ago, oh, with yeah. Luke Combs doing hit, singing his version of Fast Car with him. I mean, it's her song, but he does it a little slower, I don't know, a little oh, more yeah. country. It learned... Earned her a country music award for best songwriter of the year last year. Oh, okay. um, I didn't know that. And she's the first black songwriter to win that award.
0: Oh, yeah. I did. I did not know either of those things.
1: Did you know? Did have you heard his version?
0: Mm, yes, I have. I have heard it. I uh, Just I haven't. I think I may have heard it once. Yeah. So
1: but we're not really country people. We don't like hear no. it too often. We're, like we're not listening to the country music station. So. Yeah, that's what made me choose this, even though fast car, that was the eighties. So born in Cleveland, Cleveland, she began playing the guitar. She said she was inspired by hee-haw. She got studied anthropology at Tufts. And while she was studying, and she did earn her degree there. She uh, busked. Apparently the first time she busked was to make money for Chinese Takeout for her and her friends. She would make recorded demos at the Tufts University like college station, radio station. And she could make them for free, but they could play them. Didn't have to pay anything. Okay. Yeah. A fellow student shared this demo with his dad, who, which th- was talking about a revolution. And he passed it to his dad, who was part of SBK Publishing, and he would and I forgot to write this man's na- name down, but he helped her get a deal with Elektra. Now, SPK Publishing published Bernie and Friends' album.
0: Okay. <laughs> makes sense.
1: And David jo- Joyner played Bernie. He wore the costume. And he was in an episode of 24, which stars Canadian Kiefer Sutherland.
0: Now you got the red string out this week for that I did,
1: one. I did.
0: I have a simple Canadian connection on this album, who we've talked about before. Lil Halen. She played violin on this album. Yes. And she also played violin for no doubt.
1: I looked up her story a couple of days ago. Uh-huh. She has an amazing story. Her I kind of forget. Her parents are well known like artists and they helped bring I kind of forget the story look her up though but they help help bring LSD to like mainstream I think huh. Timothy Leary is involved with it oh, I forget her story now but it was amazing and I need to look her up again <laughs> I was going to say it was her godfather but I listened to a Winona Ryder po- a podcast about Winona Ryder lately and her godfather I think was Timothy Leary and I might be mixing some stuff up so she released her debut Tracy Chap uh, Chapman, and this got her a spot at Nelson Mandela's 70th birthday party, birthday tribute concert. Yes, it did. Which I know you want to talk about. We've talked about this personally before. Sometimes we talk outside the podcast.
0: Well, I think I've told you this story before, but I'm going to paraphrase it. On yeah. June 11th, 1998, like you said, Nelson Mandela's 70th birthday party. I think it party. was
1: 89 or 88. 98. It was in the 90s. 98? 88. Eighty-eight, yeah. Yeah, I think it was It ADH. was the eighties.
0: Some, some of the facts may be misstrewed in my because story. Because you're paraphrasing. Account. Yeah. Fair. So why did he have a birthday in London at Wembley Stadium? I don't <laughs> he didn't know. Have a
1: birthday. He lived that long <laughs> is where I thought you were going.
0: But there were a lot of people that played, like just Sting, George Michael's, arithmics Bee Gees, Whitney Houston. A lot of play. There's other people, but those are just some of the names I picked out.
1: I think at the time he was still in prison, and he was world like well-known and worldwide, and they couldn't okay. really play in South Africa because they were trying to bring attention to his story. Okay. It's like yeah, yeah. Brian Adams also played.
0: Of course. He's big Indian. in India. Yes. As we know from this podcast.
1: And India is several countries away from England, so it makes sense.
0: <laughs> several countries away.
1: <laughs> Not same continent. I could have went with the British, like... Over, like, ruled them for a while. But anyway, yeah.
0: So Stevie Wonder was scheduled to play, or wasn't announced to play, but he was supposed to play. Mm -hmm. And he was supposed to play after UB40. (laughs) And he's like, I'm not playing this gig anymore. I don't know why he said that.
1: There's technical difficulties. Yeah. He didn't have his, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I don't know the whole story. I didn't look into it. I'm just thinking, hey, he just said, I'm not playing anymore. Go frig yourselves.
1: Sounds like Stevie Wonder.
0: Yeah. And then the organizer's are like, hey, what are we going to do? And then somebody's like, let's get Tracy Chapman back out here because she's awesome. Mm-hmm. And she came out and played. And since it was later on in the show, millions of people saw her. And she went from selling like 250 albums before this concert and then two weeks after, sold over 2 million albums. Like,
1: Well, the first one, she played a small set and it had Talk Mode Revolution. Uh-huh. But the second time she played, it was Fast Car. And yeah. I think based that song is amazing. So I think that more people heard it. Yeah. And it was later. That's a good point. I didn't, like, yeah. connect that.
0: Some people earlier are like, hey, did I already see this girl? And they're like, oh, this is the Mandela effect.
1: <laughs> that's not what the Mandela effect is. <laughs> Yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> that's
0: my own little touch to the story. I'm I'm assuming people said that in the crowd, like,
1: That's right. Tracy but no one talks about the Mandela effect and how she, like, that's... I have nothing to say about that.
0: I'm glad I uh, made you finally laugh on this podcast.
1: (laughs) Finally, it's because I'm so serious all the time. Yes. Also, I just want to go back to our research and sometimes how it's shoddy. Not just yours, me, like, was that this girl? Was it the other woman? Like... (laughs) Never take anything we say as 100% true. <laughs> and most of my information is from Wikipedia, anyway.
0: Oh, I just made up most of that story.
1: <laughs> Nelson Mandela didn't even direct have a 70th birthday. <laughs> direct
0: quotes? Probably not direct quotes.
1: <laughs> New Beginnings, out in, New Beginning, out in 1995, her fourth studio album. She actually, her last oh. album was 2008 and was her, Eighth album, I think. She's been still around. She played Letterman's last show. She, in the night of the presidential election in 2020, she was on Seth myers t- playing Talking About a Revolution. Luke Combs, he's, you know, he released her song again. And yeah, so she's been a right. She's always been an activist, usually human rights. Um, there, I don't want to say too much personal about her because, like Daft Punk, She likes to keep her private life private. Focus on the music. But Alice Walker, Tracy Chapman has never come out and said this, but Alice Walker, the author of The Color Purple, um, said they were in a relationship in the 1990s. And although Tracy Chapman never, she never denied it or said it happened either way. She keeps it private, but Alice Walker's come out. So yeah, I'd say the biggest song on this album is... Give Me One Reason.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: She actually wrote that in the 80s and played it, and played it in tours. She played it on SNL, I think, in 1989, so way before this album, which is kind of interesting. Did you know, well, you knew that song, I'm guessing.
0: Other than that song, I didn't know any song off the album.
1: I don't think there were too many on the radio, radio radio-friendly songs, but.
0: You talk about radio-friendly.
1: That's not how I want to say it. I just, the radio stations don't play it. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think that's a little bit different because a lot radio of these... Popular? I, I was listening to this album and I was pleasantly surprised. It was very relaxing. I was playing some video games and I had this on and it was just really enjoyable and relaxing. And I turned off the video games and I just sat there listening to this, the rest of this album. I really enjoyed it.
1: She makes great, beautiful music. Soulful.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, I now think we should come up with a video game scale, because you often <laughs> mention how you play video games while you listen to albums, and that's yeah. how you, yeah. I played this when I took a bath the other night. Perfect bath music. I'd say- I'm i
0: surprised if you had a bath, and I knew you have candles in there um, to take away from your own smell, but... If you had Tracy Chapman on and relaxed, nice hot water candles and stuff, how did you not fall asleep in the tub? I think it'd just be so relaxing. that
1: That's likely how I'm going to go listening <laughs> to Tracy Chapman in the tub. And not just like relaxing, but yeah, I'm going to go back to the word soulful. Every, okay, yeah. I think every song was great on this album.
0: It was. It, it had a really nice flow. Mm-hmm. If this is what you're in the mood for, like something like you say, soulful or relaxing, it's like the whole album is going to hit that spot.
1: I'd say, and I, I wouldn't, the most upbeat, and I wouldn't call this album upbeat song is Give Me One Reason, which is kind of bluesy. Yeah. I owned this album as a okay. teen, loved it. Didn't listen to it all the to- all the time, but I got it from Columbia House. Or BMG. I think that's part of both. I can't <laughs> remember which one specifically. Eight your
0: 900 CDs for two pennies.
1: I think especially what's maybe made me choose this. Well, obviously Fast Car. Like, I knew that song. But was the cover, which is just like a pink sunflower? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that my eye, probably. Uh, yeah. I think I appreciate this now that I'm older. Like, some of the lyrics and some of the feelings. Like, at this point in my life... I didn't have that long of a point in my life when I was a teenager. Yeah, there's some beautiful love songs. There's songs just like talk about the earth and I have nothing, some that just have a great story like Cold Feet. I have nothing bad to say about this album.
0: No, neither do I.
1: There was controversy because the song New Beginning contained the didgeridoo, which she did learn to play at like a, not didgeridoo university, but like somewhere somewhere like, I think traditionally learned how to play, but only, people said only men should play the didgeridoo. Turns out women also play the didgeridoo, but men play it in ceremonies, um, in, like, indigenous Australian well, tribes. I almost said cults, and I knew that wasn't it, the way. It was
0: the 1990s, get over it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm just saying, at the time, people they, people were against her. Like, I think traditionalists... Who said, Oh, only men should play. But it turned but when I looked up anyway, it was a man playing it. He's or credited it for playing didgeridoo. but uh uh-huh. but anyway, the didgeridoo really adds to this song. Yeah. yes. This. Yeah. I don't think I knew what the didgeridoo was in the nineties, but I by the time I learned its name I had heard it before. So how'd this album chart? How'd it do?
0: Well it didn't really chart in Canada. But before that I wanna talk about like awards that won yeah. won a Grammy Award for Best song. Best rock song. And it beat out like Dave Matthew Band, Garbage, which we already talked about in this podcast.
1: Stupid Girl?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it beat out Wonderwall mm-hmm. by Oasis and um, Sixth Avenue Heartache by The Wallflowers. Fun. So it's not like it just went up against nobodies. There was like a lot of uh, yeah. good songwriters there.
1: I don't know if I'd call it a rock song but I don't know where it would fit so I'm not against it be that that they found a place to shove yeah. it in. Pardon my French.
0: <laughs> um what what I'm starting to see and I mentioned this before a lot of the same names start popping up like we talked about Lillian before but John Gurman, who was also a producer on this album he produced I think we've talked about him before and he's t- he produced other albums like um Crosby Stills Nash Young Four Seasons, uh, Eric Clapton. I could go on and on, but like he's worked with a lot of great people.
1: Did he work with Barney? I don't know.
0: (laughs) And then, you know, John Philip Chanel, who's also Canadian. He worked on this album too, but like he's worked with a lot of great people over the years. So a lot of these great people are working together almost on different albums and they keep on, these names keep on popping up, like John Philip Chanel. he played keyboards on this, but he he was a Canadian composer, and he did other stuff and worked with other great artists as well. so I it's interesting they be
1: like studio musicians or something like that
0: maybe i I didn't do a lot of background research into it. I just usually see who these people are and who they've worked with in the past, and
1: Let's see if there's a Canadian connection <laughs> yeah, sometimes
0: <Yes>. it is. <laughs> But yeah, this song didn't chart in Canada and, or this album didn't, sorry. But the single, Give Me One More Reason came, was number one in the Canadian top singles and then uh, Canadian adult contemporary reached number one as well.
1: That seems fitting. Yeah. (laughs) Adult contemporary for this. (laughs) Like sometimes I'm not sure about that genre, but this, uh, but this is it, I think. Okay. Even though I listened as a kid. Yeah.
0: But it did go seven times platinum in Canada, so 700,000 mm-hmm. albums sold. So pretty good for Canada. Uh, five times platinum in the States, so 5 million albums sold. Yeah, and it just, it's all I really have for those connections. Yeah. Like those uh, charting facts.
1: Yeah. I mean, for this even not being her biggest songs, it did well. I'd say Fast Car and even talk about a revolution were yeah. her bigger songs, but.
0: So I, I'm glad you picked this album. All together, it was great.
1: Me too. It wasn't the vibe I was going to go to, but after watching her performance at the Grammys, I was like, we need to do her. I kind of wanted a more upbeat vibe. (laughs) But this is, yeah. But I don't regret picking this. I'm glad we did it. I kind of forgot about it. So it was all in the forefront because of the Grammys. Nothing bad to say. Nothing else to say. Great album. I appreciate it more. I'll be listening to it more. Maybe I'll say that about next week's album. What are we going to be listening to for the next week, Dave?
0: We are going to listen to Jimmy. I saw Jimmy Eat World in the summer. And I keep on saying I'm going to do that album to myself in my head. And I never do. So we are going to do one of their albums.
1: I always think I don't know Jimmy Eat World, but I think I know at least one song. And then I'm like, oh, that's them. So I'm excited. I've never heard a whole album by them. And the first one that I'll ever listen to is, drum roll please. Avery's looking some stuff up. She's forgotten the name of the album. We've all been there. By all, I mean me.
0: We're going to go with Clarity. Clarity? Yes. All right. Yes. So I'm Clarity excited. By Jimmy Something Eberl. new. Yeah. I, I'm excited too. I've Like I said, I seen them in the summer. I didn't really know a lot by them. They put on an awesome concert, and that's all I'll say for now. And I'm looking forward to listening to this whole album.
1: Yeah, I think this is the vibe I need for right now, Midwinter. Yeah. Maybe I hadn't, I only know a couple of songs by them. So (laughs) we'll talk about that next time.
0: Awesome.